folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You're on with Real Redneck Tom Millard. And of course, we got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom Bill. Are you there? I am here, and uh, it's a beautiful night for a podcast. Not even going to say it. You're not going to say it? Not even going to say it. I don't even know. I haven't been outside. Unbelievable. You've been <laughs> through it this many times, and you're not going to go with your patented line. Yeah. It is a beautiful night for a podcast. I think. I don't know. I haven't been outside. <laughs> I'll yes, take your word is, for uh, it. Officially, I guess, season three, right? Officially season three, episode one. So we've been doing this for a full two years, plus an episode now. That's crazy. Just about got all COVID covered. Yeah. Cause we, <laughs> I didn't think about it like that, but yeah, we, we started it before we even knew what that was, but it was soon exactly. after it hit. Yep. But yeah, we so did is, 52. Is our uh, fault? <laughs> the COVID thing. Yeah. yeah. We right, really, the conspiracy theory goes that uh, we wanted people to do nothing but sit in their house and listen to the Redneck Country podcast. Yeah. So, so, this is all our fault. <laughs> the kids don't go to school. I called the president of China. I had some yeah. things arranged. <laughs> you pushed buttons. <laughs> I, pushed, I pushed some buttons, whether they did it in a lab or somebody ate the head off a bat. I don't know. Ozzy Osborne visiting China in a Wuhan facility. It all came together. <laughs> I don't yep, have a clue. We've got it covered. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, ab- absolutely. The, uh, but we have 52 episodes in season one, 52 episodes in season two. And here we are, season three, episode one, ready to rock for another 52 episodes. Good deal. Anybody else with you tonight? Yep. As always, my father, the patriarch of redneck country, real redneck Domillard dad, is your Mike hot. Mike's hot, and it's a beautiful night for a walk. I can't believe that. You must bundle up, because I'm freezing out here. No, I actually was warm. I had to I had to take I had a couple coats on and a vest and I actually got too warm walking over. It was a beautiful sunny day all day. I mean, I wasn't out much, but it, it was. It looked cold to me. But I started out this evening, and time I got here, I was sweating. I had to take all my coats I, off, and I'm sitting in short sleeves right now. I do have to ask one question. What's that? Did you put your stickers on tonight? My stickers. His stickers. Yeah, your shoes. Your shoe stickers. So you don't <laughs> the spikes. Oh, oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> You mean the spikes? Yes, I wore them over, but I'm not going to wear them home. There wasn't enough ice to bother with. But did you uh, did you get any any requests to aerate people's lawns with those things? Or? I haven't yet. But I'll tell you, they'd there be was, afraid they get sued when he fell over. There was one day this week. It was just iced everywhere. the The streets were iced. The, my laneway was iced. The sidewalks were iced. And there's no sidewalks around the block where I walk three times around. So you thought, what? It's a great day to go tap dancing. And I went, yeah, I put them suckers on. And I'm telling you, I whistled around that block three times. Never slid, slipped, or nothing. They just punched in that ice, and away I go. And it was awesome. Like, I just felt so confident. And, in fact, I, I, was, I met the guy that delivers the Elgin County Market, him and his wife. They're retires and and uh, i said yo deliver in the market he said nope i quit i gave it up i said give it up he says yep i had enough he said i fell twice and he said i've had enough i said we well, should have bought these here these here uh cement stickers <laughs> i'm pretty sure that they cost about probably the pay of like a month of delivered maybe two months of delivered i'm not sure the investment would be worth it no i don't know they were about why months. don't you deliver it dad no no not me 
<laughs> Anything that's regimented that I got to do, I hate doing. <laughs> yeah. Good grief. Yeah. Ugh. My my parents, when I was younger, my parents would give me, uh, for Christmas, birthdays, they'd give me a membership to the Y, and you had to go at the same time, the same night, every week, and I hated that. I wanted to go a different night, or when I wanted to go, nope, you had to go this night, this day, and I hated it. I, I joined a Cub Scout troop, and it met the same time, the same night. And I just get into something at home, like I was a model builder. I had all kinds of miniatures and stuff, and I'd get involved. And she'd say, "It's Cub Scout night." Oh crap! And I'd have to stop what I was doing. And I hate anything like that that I gotta go to. <laughs> Good grief! Yep. I have nothing to relate to that, Bill. I got nothing. Yeah, I can relate to that. I mean, I get doing stuff in the garage, and even if it's something that I, I signed up to do, like, you know, the other night I had to go get my, my glasses. Well, I'm right underneath the, the Volkswagen doing a, a project, trying to, things aren't going right, and the wires aren't running the way they're supposed to, and then I got to stop doing that and go, you know, to the, the, the eye doctors or something. And, See, I don't, I don't get you guys, because I look at, okay, what do I have on? I look at my calendar, I go look at, I'll check my date book, my, my, my day planner and find out what so i plan really my let me actions. ask you a question let me ask you a question how long does it take you to do a one-hour workout <laughs> you know what well well wait a minute how do you oh, no. know how do you know it's a one-hour workout <laughs> well that's a good question and that's a great question because it typically takes you all day to do a one-hour one hour i did i did heavy arms today in an hour and 15 minutes and it was a 25-minute workout? And I don't think that I could crush it any closer to that. My brother-in-law, Connor, started New new Year, New You. <laughs> so he started, not not me because I'm the same old Todd, but yeah. he, he start, he's like, hey, I, 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 I might want to start working out. I'm like, cool. So he came over and we I got my program out that is my hybrid. I think I've sent it to you. And so today is I took all of Christmas break off because my my muscles are killing me. So I took all of it off. I ate whatever I wanted. I did not care. I was eating chocolate bars. The family was bacon. I had banana bread. I mean, I was I was putting some smack down on some serious sugar because I just don't eat sugar. And, nope, and really you gotta that's, take a break every now and then. Right? Well, and that's the only diet I really do is I just don't eat sugar. I mean, I'll, I'll eat carbs and every carbs give you energy. I, anyway, we're not we're not a, we're not a fitness podcast. But regardless. So he came over. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. And so minute between sets, heavy arms. So you eight, six, five, four is pretty much how it goes as we go through the, the, the workout uh, exercises. And I actually said to him at the end, we crushed through that so quick in an hour and 15. It was an hour and 15 minutes, but there's a lot of exercises there because this is big arms. I mean, we work out six days a week, one day off. And so we hammered. I said, I don't think we could do it any quicker. Like with two well, of us, if it's the two of you, two of you sharing weights and stuff like that. No, it would be kind of tough to get that but, done. But, any it, but it was good. I mean, because I, I think I did it quicker than by myself. And yeah. because the, you normally, okay, you got a minute between sets. The downfall is, has it been a minute? Well, I'll set my timer, but then I'll get on Facebook for that minute. Cause I'm there by myself. What am I going to do for a minute? My mind wanders for that minute. Next thing you I know, I'm even scrolling focus through. For one I, minute. Oh, I can, I can focus on you Instagram. Like Doug Ford. I can focus, <laughs> not even going there. I can focus on <laughs> yeah, Instagram. I, was trying to <laughs> I can focus on Facebook. And that's the problem that I get focused on that. And then my timer's going, okay. Yeah. Dismiss. I'm almost done reading this and then i'll go back to it well you do that too many times and your minute break 
breaks have become a minute and a half. Sometimes they're two minutes. Sometimes they're three minutes. Depends on what you get talking to people. I mean, it just depends on what you get doing yeah, with, with my brother-in-law here, well, with Connor here. I, you just don't that because the time is changing the weight. And so, yeah, okay, I did sure. my set. Let's change the weight for your set. Okay. It, it was probably 30, 40 seconds for us to change that weight. Wait another 20 seconds. By the end, you, you, by the time he gets on the bench or whatever, okay, do your exercise. Now we got to change the weight back for me and do my set. And so we rolled right along. I think it was actually quicker with, well, with now you got an accountability partner there. That's for sure. That's oh, yeah. what it is. And you yeah. know, it, I find the same thing when I'm doing, doing a workout where I got to change weights on the bar or something like that. That's my break. And it sucks because I can't stand there and do nothing. I actually got to change weights and stuff, but <laughs> I don't know. It, uh, it's, it hasn't been, uh, it's been a long time since I decided to do a regimental workout and I'm not doing it because it's new year's but i think it is just time to get up and do do a little new bit year, more new you. yeah well the, not really i mean yeah I, I don't prescribe to all those uh uh new year's resolutions and all that kind of stuff i i, I kind of try to live my life the way but you know from a fitness side it, it never hurts to get up and, and do something instead of just sitting there and hoping and wishing that you're going to get better or bigger so yeah, that's kind of what we're gonna gonna go with. I think, anyways. You you guys never had a Y membership? Didn't go into Cub Scouts, any of that stuff? I don't oh, well, oh yeah, I did. I got kicked out of Scouts. No, I'm not surprised. <laughs> well, I, uh, <laughs> Dad was the the pastor at the church it was at, so I had to act out. I got it. Yeah, you had to be that guy. <laughs> I, I that was a uh, uh, beaver, a, a cub scout, and uh, a, a scout. Well, and I was go. actually a venture. It was a, yeah, the, I was, uh, no, I didn't go to ventures. I, I quit before I got there, but I was a chief scout. Actually, I got my enough badges that. and stuff oh, to be a oh, chief scout. A chief scout. Yeah, I got the, one that. of the highest honors. I hated that regular regular night. You got. I remember. I. I grew up in the late 50s. I was born in 48, so I grew up in the late 50s, 60s, and I was right in the middle of slot cars and, and models and cars. And, and All I that used technology. To, I used to build yeah, my own slot the- cars. <laughs> I, and you which, could build them. Which is a wooden block. It just cut a two-by-four off at about eight inches wow. long. You could <laughs> build them. That was them. the best part uh, of Cub Scouts was when we did the, the – you build mini cars, you put them on the, on the track, the and you had races. Cars, yeah. And then you uh, weighed yeah, them, you drill them the- out, pour lead in them. Oh, yeah, was, you weren't supposed to do that, but downhill. really, you, you got a wooden kit. Yeah, I still got Todd's. Yeah, I still got yeah, Todd's wooden kits. That was one of the best things. I built a truck. Yeah, you know, I took took that. My dad and I worked in the garage. Were you supposed that. to win the race? I I don't see a truck being very aerodynamic. No, but it's front heavy. Yeah. Oh, so, so you was a, like a big grill on it. it. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you had to, whatever was it. Did you, you didn't pay attention to this part of Cubs guys. I can promise you that much. Cause you got the wood that was in a kit and that's all you were allowed to well, eat. You, yeah, right. I, I remember you got little, like the little and metal nails for the they axle. They even weighed them yeah. before you they couldn't did. have it. Yeah. Couldn't be too heavy. Yep. I still have mine. My dad made a, he's a carpenter by trade. So he made a, a beautiful little box, velvet lined box for my car that, that I, I won all, I, everything with that car right up until the end when I lost the very last race. And I'm still bitter about that, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> you figured I'd let that go by now, right? Yeah, See, my dad was got, a model, model airplane builder, right? So he I had all the. Todd's. Todd and I built them together. Yeah. I still yeah. got Todd's. That whole I have, my, dad. my dad had a, a little pilot. The little guy that he would put in his airplane and we took that pilot and put it in the car and you know we, we, we did a real real nice job we had to put our numbers on the side of it and i still remember all that well see i it was, was in the radio control cars and planes and i put a i put a driver in 
when we built that. And I was into you control. Like, I, oh, you control? Yeah. Uh, now you're talking my language. This is where I got started with the 049. Todd, you can just yeah. hit you know, your microphone for a second. There were the 049 <laughs> with you control. The only problem I had with that was having somebody to launch it for me. Because I had a I had a farmer's field right next to me, and we were we'd fly there until I ran out of gas, or I got too dizzy and I had to sit down. <laughs> but we would have races, and you know, first to my, my friend and I, and first to hundred laps or whatever, or fifty, whatever the number was, and you'd have to refuel, and ah, it was fun. Oh yeah, so, I, I had the O four nines. I built a lot of them myself, and uh, I also had the hold, bigger engines. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I can I can you smell that? It's. I think that's the nostalgia floating around. But yeah. if anybody yeah. else is as confused as I am, I've just figured out what the flip they're talking about. And it's these stupid airplanes you guys have that fly on a cable in a freaking circle. Am I right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You control. And, you got and a little even, handle in your hand with two wires. And your and fingers they went to get all cut up I was, trying to start. I was <laughs> spend hours. <laughs> I built so many different planes. I I built full bodies. I built uh, just the aerodynamics. And I had them from two feet, three feet wing diameters. And I had the smaller with it powered by the 049 engines. I had a mass of them and I built them all myself. And yeah. I'm more fun with those. It was just great. And oh, my gosh. I was sitting there building there one of these go. things and then. Hey, it's Y night. Oh, I'm going to skip that. Uh, oh, we're back go. to that now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was, there There's a little walk down uh, memory yeah. lane with some In of the fact, things that we used to do. My my nephew, who is not feeling well right now, he he couldn't get out shopping, and his his son's 12. I said, I'll do your shopping for you, Matt. And I went out and got him a radio control car and a really up to, I mean, state of the art digital slot car track. And he never had a slot car track before. So Matt says, oh, that's great. Yeah, I'd love to give him those. So Christmas morning. And of course, um, Matt wasn't feeling up to it. So I had him over to our house. We put the track together and him and I raced for a couple hours and uh, he never fun. had one before and he loved it. And boy, did <laughs> I enjoyed it because I love slot cars. I used to build my own cars. You could send them away to the races. You could mail them away, box them up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. See, those are the old times. I'll send you one of the pictures of uh, some of the planes that I currently do. But yeah, for the, for everybody out there, that's just kind of what you do during COVID. You find you find some. That's another yeah. thing you can do. I have a drone stuff, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> you had a drone. Welcome to twenty twenty two. No, I still yeah. got the drone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you what, it was just to change topics a little bit here. Um, it's the end of season. Did you guys, uh, I should remind you, did you do your hunter report yet? Today. 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 You did I did mine today. Yeah, I did mine today too. It's the end of the season. And, you know, it's kind of one of those deals where we're, it's kind of bittersweet when the season's over and uh, you can put your equipment away, but you're going to have to uh, ask wait, wait, my wait. brother. Did you say you put your equipment away? Of course. I mean, you know, the almost guy here has a, has a system and I think I've showed you before, <laughs> tried to uh, empower you to use my oh, system, of system organization. My yeah. system is, I can find stuff way quicker. Me and your brother have talked about this, but you carry on. That's yeah, a nice picture, is, Bill. That's like, a nice, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just got it. That, that's a beautiful plane. Nice build job. Good grief. Thank you. But the, uh, my brother, he had a little bit of a heartbreak this, this week coming or this week past. Uh, as, as everybody knows, he, he realized Ontario it was his birthday and he got older. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> but the uh, the hunting stuff went away, I think, on the 30th, because uh, in Ontario here, the 31st is the last day of the season. And he sends me a picture on the 30th, uh, half an hour, an hour after he put his stuff away, of the farmer and the biggest buck I've ever seen right underneath where his tree stand was in the field in, in daylight. And he had just put all his hunting stuff away for the season. So <laughs> <laughs> did he get it all out? A true hunter Jay would have got it all out and been in that stand on the 31st. I asked him, I said, he going out and he said, no, he's, he's not. So, but that's uh, the end of the season. And we're, uh, the almost guy didn't get a deer this year, but we, uh, we had a good time and I did my hunter report and put a whole bunch of zeros on things. So <laughs> put a whole bunch of zeros on things. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Do my part. So, yeah, that was that. And you guys made it through the Christmas and the, the new year's season we, there. We, all right. And, and Wednesday night was shoot night and it was a nice night. And we had the campfire, and we had a good turnout, and Todd ain't talking too much about it, but I had a great night. I decided to shake things up a little bit, and I went out there, and I I changed my hold, and and uh, I focused, and I shot a 21, and I thought, okay, by the end of the round, I was, I got it, I got it, I'm back. So I went out second time around and shot a 23, and the two nice. I missed were just stupid mistakes, but I shot a 23, and I thought, great. But uh, Todd, he doesn't want to talk about Wednesday night. <clears throat> I lost it again. I had this. I had this. The 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 fervor to get out and shoot, but I just didn't care again. I was as of late with Christmas and holidays and work being so busy. I think that all plays a factor. I, honestly, I think it does too. To be, to be there with you, I well, mean, he was there to fool around. He was there to to visit and have fun and joke around. Yeah. And every time he tastes change stations he'd walk back and talk to charlie who was scorn for us and and i was lead off and i was really focusing because i really wanted to shoot a good score and 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 tune up where i had changed my hold and make sure that i was going to this was going to work for me and uh our friend adrian he was on the squad and and of course when every time i move i have to look down to station one to see if you're ready and when Todd's down there. He's he's messing around back with Charlie, so he's holding me up, and I'm tapping my he's fingers. Holding me up, and then he gets down to three, and Adrian goes to one, and and I look down the line, and Adrian he looks back at Todd, who's messing around with Charlie, and and they're yelling back and forth, and targets are he's launching targets because he's yelling back and forth. No, Charlie. Charlie turns the button off. We don't launch targets. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, so anyway. Adrian, he just shrugged and said he was ready. I said, good. So I just stepped up, yelled, pull and shot. And then the person next to me I said, I thought Todd. it was pretty rude. You didn't wait for me. So Todd had to <laughs> run back. How long are you going to wait? I'm yeah. like, whoa, he didn't even take the time you, to wait to I am, not. Yeah. I, me and Adrian yeah. were focused. And he was trying to shoot a 25 and I was trying to shoot a 25. And he just shrugged his shoulders, said he was ready. I said, good. I stepped up, called, shot, got the target. And then it went around and Todd had to move back so he was he was there and that's great social time and yeah. that's fun but well, that's I was it. I mean, before I, christmas i was the exact same way i, I couldn't get focused on shooting t- i shot terrible scores but i had fun it, it, after christmas right before new year's frank uh his dad his uncle candace and i went out and, and shot uh three rounds and it was a, a totally different game i i 
put the music on. I, I got into the training mode because we had a shoot supposed to be this Saturday coming, but or Sunday coming, but they canceled it because of COVID stuff. But I was right there. I ran 20 straight and I was thinking I'm on the last station. I ran 20 straight. I'm thinking to myself, and this is the worst possible thing to be thinking. First 25 here it comes. This is great. Got the great squad. Everybody's here. And I dropped the next three. Hmm. And I finished uh, with I finished with a twenty two. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, I was so that, mad. Yeah, that's a heartbreaker. <laughs> but you know, there there aren't many twenty fives in this winter weather. <clears throat> I'm they're just aren't. Like yeah, yeah, they just all bundled up and and wind blowing them up and down and and it's cold and you got gloves on. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's tough. I it's had two game. targets that felt like wobble trap. And those things went 25, 30 feet directly up as soon as it came out of the, yeah. and I hit, hit both of them. And Frank, Frank said to me afterwards, that tells me the gun is doing what it has to do. It's just you taking your face off the gun. And I said, yeah. And then the next one, I showed you the inside of my lip, which was not a very pleasant picture to be sending you. At but. two in the morning, I'm getting, I'm getting pics from Bill. I promise you, of, I sent that message mouth. earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had a cut on the inside of my when your lip friendship I was gets down. taken to a new level that's where it was two <laughs> o'clock in the morning sending those type of pictures that was <laughs> i said that at two o'clock in the afternoon and you did, i didn't get a response i'm thinking oh maybe i grossed him out and he wasn't going to respond back to me because I, I sent him that picture and all of a sudden the next day uh why are you sending me pictures at two o'clock in the morning new year's <laughs> is tonight not last night. <laughs> so <laughs> apparently my iPhone decided to delay the message to you. So. Yep. Anyways. Yeah. That's it. So we got, uh, we got uh, the cut in the inside of my mouth and I know I'm getting uh, biting down on the gun the way I'm supposed to. And I felt really, really good. I shot uh, a 21, 22 and uh, I think a second 22 or something, but it was good. I had a good time. And, and now I'm, disappointed that they canceled the uh, intercounty uh, county shoot did they for, do it eh because of the covid deal yep today they, they sent a message last night saying it's on everything's outdoors it, it should I be easy that. first come first serve and then all of a sudden today well less than 24 hours later with the new announcements this morning this is canceled as well i'm like yeah. why i don't we, get it. we haven't heard anything yet i don't know if it'll affect sunday's shoot or not we haven't uh, heard i'm waiting anything. I'm waiting to see. I mean, I'm hoping that they're going to keep the club open. So maybe I can shoot at, you know, Toronto the international on, uh, on Sunday morning just to get a couple rounds in, but uh, I don't even know anymore. I don't even know. Yeah. I'm, yeah. But no so, comment. Yeah. No, but read the disgust in my voice. Yeah. All we're going to do is, uh, wind people up and it's just going to be yeah no good for nobody like everybody so. else conversation just drives me nuts i just don't want to talk about it anymore no i'm with you so there you go right oh so that was our week yeah i guess so i mean we had a uh i can i can bring the podcast down for a split second and then and i'll bring it right back up but my dog died this week. Oh, well, you didn't even text me or nothing. Oh, you send me pictures no. of your mouth at two in the morning, but your dog passes away and you just eat that up and never share or talk. It was a rough day. I'm here for yeah, the ups was, and the downs, Bill. Yeah, I got that. It was a rough day. Dog, uh, we got it almost 14 years ago uh, in February. March, actually. It was, uh, was going to be 14 in February and uh, we went to New Year's Eve the the dog she just was not feeling well at all it, she 
uh, you know, made a mess on the floor. We took her out for uh, for, a, for a little walk just to clear her stomach out. And uh, she went right down onto her bed, and we knew something was wrong. So we let her let her stay down there by the fire, cover her with a blanket, keep her nice, warm, and comfortable. And woke up in the morning, and she was gone. So, uh, oh wow! Sorry to yeah. hear. Tough, tough day at the Tom household on New Year's Day. It wasn't a great start to 2022, that's for sure. Having to deal with that on on uh, on New Year's Day, but we uh, we got through it, and you know, with a little bit of uh, memories and some some tears and that kind of stuff. And we there's we'll worse ways on, for so. a 14 year pet to go. Let me tell you. Well, we said the same thing too. Yeah. We were we were very fortunate. Cheyenne was home, so she could say goodbye, and uh, the dog. She waited for the family to be all together, and then. It was like she knew it was her time, and uh, we didn't have to make the decision for her. She made it for herself, and it was it's tough. You know, I mean, it's member of your family for that. I don't know if you guys ever had dogs growing up or not, but it's not uh, it's not not fun. Yeah, so. not fun. Cats. Yeah, yeah we have never dogs. Cats, but yeah, never mm-hmm. a dog. Do you guys? Uh, did you guys ever uh, hunt with dogs? Like uh, when you when you were duck hunting and stuff? Oh yeah. You know yeah. what, we have Dad? You could them. probably share. A story about Mitzi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's kind of where I wanted to go to, to take the podcast down. And I apologize for doing that. I had to, to share that, but I wanted to bring it back up well, and hey, ask it. We're here for you, Bill. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a, we the, can make this whole thing about you. Got, if you want, you just speak it out. Get it out. Get it all out. It, it's all out. I'm not I, making I'm light of it. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, different. I know. I know but I'm serious. Not, I'm here. We're here. No, this is just a conversation. No, it's, it's all good. Yeah, we're just having a conversation now. We got this dog to, to to hunt ducks, and at the very beginning, she she did not show a single bit of promise for duck hunting, so she became a family she pet. She's the so. almost dog. <laughs> She's the almost dog, and you know why she was the almost dog? Because she didn't like the feel of feathers in her mouth. She would pick that. I would have a a doking <laughs> dead fowl decoy, which is a, a duck trainer. It was a full weight of a mallard with the head uh, that was made of hard plastic. So she shook it around. And, teach her not to shake the shake the ducks uh, up and we would throw that into the field and she would grab it and bring it back grab it bring it back and i shot a couple wood ducks and i took the feathers uh of those wood ducks and i zip tied them to the the body of that dead fowl retriever and she wouldn't even uh, touch those things at all maybe she she just didn't like the feel of plastic Maybe, maybe it was, <laughs> but I can tell you, she was definitely the almost guy's dog because she almost became a, a duck hunting dog right up until she felt feathers. And that was enough of that. So, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, no. So I, I wanted to just turn that around into something positive and ask if uh, you guys had experiences hunting with dogs and over dogs, maybe. And, and uh, make I have some good, up, good upland birds, but dad had, had one that was just, it, it wasn't his it was his buddy's but it it was a special dog he, he, go, he, go ahead dad really was yeah ron underhill he's not with us anymore but we hunted five days a week ron and i and he bought this uh, german wire mariner and not a bit of training just took him with us and he just loved to go this dog and when we got out there ron would just say heal or or stay back or whatever and if we were if we were hunting upland game birds, he'd roam out in front of us and he'd lift his head and look to look for us and run and give him, you know, signals to motion one way or the other. And it's just natural. and never trained him at all. We just did it. And yet if we were hunting ducks and we were sneaking a pond or we were in decoys, he stayed behind us. And it was incredible. Like we would, we would sneak this pond. We'd saw a bunch of ducks go into the pond 
and we'd sneak this pond and we'd try to get as close to the now, edge as we could. To set this up, this is back in the day when you could just drive. Yeah. And if there was no fence, you could hunt it. Yeah. So you guys would go every day. Every day, five days a week. Five days a week. And then look and find little water holes, little oh. where the, where the field wasn't tiled and you knew there was little water laying and you knew where these spots were, you'd go find these spots and Let then you'd sneak it. And you didn't even have to stop and ask permission nope. because if it wasn't fenced, you were good to go. Farmer wave. Hey, how you doing? Just keep on walking. Yeah. And there'd be farmers plowing. There'd be farmers cutting. We, we would hunt, wave at them. Away we go. And I'm telling you, we had more fun. We, we won't snuck up on this one pond. And uh, we knew that if we saw him go in, we saw him land, and, and Mitzi would crawl along behind us and stay quiet. And as soon as the guns was up, oh my gosh, she just took right off like a racehorse right at that pond. And when they went up, we let fly, and she'd bring them back to us. And we had this one, uh, we had this one cornfield, and it was kind of a flooded cornfield. It was a pretty good size area where the corn didn't grow up. It was just stunted because it flooded with water and so we carried in a bunch of decoys and we carried in pails and we saved this for just on saturdays on saturday mornings that was our go-to pond through the week we'd hunt we know we hunt we didn't hunt friday we hunt monday tuesday wednesday thursday didn't hunt friday then we hunted saturday didn't hunt sunday and uh so on saturdays we were more hunters were out that was our go-to pond so we went in this one morning we usually would go in they'd be living there we'd scare them out put our pails down. It was kind of wet and mucky. We'd sit on the pails, throw some decoys out and wait for them to come back. And that's what we do today for the yeah. record. When we have a hot pond with geese or ducks in it, we go in in the dark, scare them out. So they, they just hear you coming through. Don't know what it is. Coyote, whatever they, they leave. And then you, we set up and wait for them to come back yeah. after they're done feeding. Well, this one morning we'd hit it four or five times, I suppose, uh, through uh, October, November. And uh, there was nothing on the pond. Now, wait, I want to clarify for that. Because, Bill, you know the reason for that, right? Like, we've talked about this a lot uh, previously. What's that? But uh, sneaking into the dark and not... So, uh, some guys will sneak a pond with them on it and then jump oh, yeah, up and yeah, blast sure. them and, and let them go. But the theory yep. is we look and, okay, uh, when I say a hot pond, you know, there's, there's 100 geese on it or, you know, there's 50 to 100 ducks sitting on it. Well... They'll, they'll go out and feed. They'll come back in tens or fives. Yeah. And, and they're right in numbers that you can have a shot with more, more than one. You got it. If you just jump the pond one time, you're getting uh, that one yeah. crack. They ain't coming back. You blast nope. at them, right? That was massive danger. But if you go into the dark, you're a coyote moving along the side of the bush, or along the side of the creek or, or the, the pond or whatever it is, they're going to leave. They're going to come back because it wasn't yeah. that much danger. And so, yeah. I didn't that's, get shot at and nothing happened. It was... Yeah. It was yeah. Sorry, Dad. Carry on. Yeah. So there was nothing on the pond. So we set up our pails, throw out the decoys, and we're sitting there. And it's it's about an hour into daylight. And I said, gee whiz, maybe they've gone. Maybe they've, they've migrated through. They might have left. We, we don't know. And maybe the pond's all done. Anyway, I looked up, and I saw this cloud, and it was moving. And I said, is that ducks coming this way? Ron looked. Sure enough, it was a cloud of ducks. And we used to we used to see clouds of ducks back then. Like I'm talking 40, 45 years ago. I was just massive flocks of ducks. How many is in a cloud? Oh, shoot. Thousand ducks easy. A thousand? 
Yeah. 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 I know I know those uh those numbers. We we used to hunt Lake Erie and they'd have rafts of ducks, bluebills yeah. that would get up and you, they would just be like a cloud. It, it's the best way to describe it and that cloud would start to move and it would come in. Ah, uh, it, it get your blood pumping when there're thousands thousands yeah. of ducks. I've had that thousand. happen once. This I can share that, but I'll wait till dad's done. This particular day there it wasn't a thousand, but it was several hundred. I mean, it was a cloud. It could have been 500, I don't know, but it, anyway, they they worked their way towards us, and I said, sure it is duck. So we started to call. They got directly over us, and then all of a sudden, you know how a tornado cloud, you see that big black tornado cloud, and then there's like a, it starts to leave the cloud, like a point starts to come down, and a funnel starts to come down and touch the ground. Well, a few ducks started to swirl and leave and come down, and next thing you know, they're all funneling down right into the pond. And after about... 10, 15 seconds, we got the whole cloud right over our heads, and they're all hovering, and they're dropping in. They get down about three feet, fold your wings up, and drop in. They couldn't land. It was getting too full. They just dropped, 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 and they filled that pond up. You couldn't have wedged another one in there with a shoehorn, and noisy with that, that chuckle and that feeding chuckle, and we each had doubles. I had a side-by-side. He had an over-and-under. He looked at me. I looked at him. I said, you ready? He said, I'm ready. And so we just stood up and up they went like a cloud. We let loose. And I'm telling you, all we did was sit back down on the pails and watch Mitzi work. She brought us back a limit in about in about one minute. She was out there chasing ducks through the corn and picking them up in the pond. And we had a limit at our feet with four shots. You it could use lead awesome. back then. Okay. You could yeah. use lead back then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was awesome. That was I never forgot that hunt. We we went away happy. There was uh, another, like when we were set up on a, on a wet field with hardly any cover, we'd take burlap or if there was snow in the ground, we'd take white sheets and put over us right on the edge of the water. And Mitzi would just sit right out in the open and we'd watch her. We didn't have to move our head. When them ducks started to come in and circle, her head followed them ducks and she just swivel that head and we knew right where they were all the time. And then when her head came back around, facing out in front of us we'd see them again and if they didn't come in that time we'd watch her make sure they weren't leaving and she'd follow them in a circle or her head would circle and then next thing you know they're coming down and coming in as soon as we stood up she would charge out into that wet hole and and <laughs> catch them coming down out of the sky they just we just drop them oh she was wonderful she was wonderful. and she didn't come from a hunting family not that I know of, and I know there was huh. no no training. I mean, Ron got her as a pup, and she just went with us. And yeah. she adapted to whatever we were doing. And if we were sneaking them, she was sneaking them. See, now. and that's what I, 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 A, we're way too busy to have a dog. Yeah. A, yeah. I just wouldn't do it justice. Wouldn't be able to let it run and take it for walks and give it the attention it needs. But B... That would be the kind that I want. I don't want to, I know that there's a lot of prestige and there's a lot of guys that gals, folks that do, you know, the dog trials and, and training and it's a big deal. But I, I, I watch these dogs and they're so re, like regimented that I yeah. think that dog is so well-mannered and disciplined as a kid. I don't want to be that disciplined. I want to just go and be me. And I relate too much to that and think, my gosh, that dog's got strict parents. And so if I had a dog, that's what I want. I want the dog to do what it wants, but the instinct's there. And then come hunting with me. All right, let's get some ducks. And you know what? 
it, it, you're a little loosey goosey. I'm okay with that because so am I. I don't want right. that that such you know regime that it has to follow and be so perfect. And that's part and parcel. Why I don't I don't want to get a dog. I mean, we're so busy. I would it's love tough, to get a know, dog, but I wouldn't want it to super train it so that it's so it takes the fun out of that dog. I know I know they have fun, and I know oh that dog loves it. Look at the tail, but I I don't know. I just I no, would I'm, rather I'm with you. And this is kind of where we you got to set your your directions to what you want, right? I mean, for us, we thought we wanted a hunting dog, and we thought we wanted, but it is a ton of work. And I tell you, we were not ready for you know the training side of it with with how busy we were. So it became a family dog. And and for those people that do the retriever trials, trials and stuff, good on you. But that's your life. You know, for 10, 12 years or however long your dog lasts that is competing, you're from the time it's a puppy right up till the end. And for, for us, you know, we, we, I wanted a hunting dog and I was thinking about a, um, German short hair pointer, which I was glad I didn't get because they're so full of energy. <laughs> and, See, uh, that's the kind of dog I love. My, well. my kids yeah. want a dog, and I'm like, that is GSP. That's all we're getting. And they're like, my, yeah. well, my youngest wants one that'll fit in her backpack. But I'm like, no, no, no. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's not happening. But uh, that would be what I want is a German short hair pointer for sure. And oh. they're a great dog as far as I know, but they're a ton of work. And that's and what Mitzi was, wasn't she, Dad? What's that? She was a German short hair pointer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And point. Oh, my gosh. We never trained her. Just all of a sudden, she's on point. I said, Ron, look at your dog. We're out hunting pheasants. And she's rigid. And she's got a, in a cornfield. And she has got this pheasant pinned. We walked in on this pheasant. And it went up. And, and I'm telling you, she could leap. She almost grabbed it when it went up. And, of course, we dropped that pheasant. And we'd hunt grouse and point and range around in front of you. And then rabbits. She'd put rabbits up and, and chase them for a bit. Uh, see, now he's making me want to go buy a dog. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. I mean, whatever we were hunting, she adapted. But, and then Ron, if we ever got on the wrong shift, and the odd time we'd get, we'd get on the wrong shift. He'd be on days, I'd be on afternoons, whatever, because we would hunt together. And we would work our best any way we could to get back on the same shift, you know, trade with somebody, whatever it was, so we could go. But I remember this one one week, well, it happened more than once when Ron would say, take Mitzi in the morning. I'm going to go take her in the afternoon when I get off work, but go take Mitzi in the morning. And I say, you sure? Yep. I'll leave the back door unlocked. Go get Mitzi and take her hunt. And as soon as I open that door, oh my gosh, she would, no problem at all. I just leave the car door open. I open that door. Want to hunt Mitzi? She'd out of there in my car. She'd go. Slobber all over the front windshield in the excitement, you know, waiting to go. But she went deaf. And oh. That was really bad because she couldn't hear you. And and I remember taking her pheasant hunting one morning and Ron says, no, go ahead. You just, just make sure she sees you. Well, then I, when I got out there, I realized she would go into, into cover, you know, that high uh, cattails, but that high stuff with the fuzzy tab, tassels and like she, cattails, but they're not cattails. They're these, I don't know, whatever they call them, but she'd get into that stuff. And I realized I couldn't move. Like I could hear her moving. I couldn't move along or go around the other end because she couldn't hear me. She couldn't hear me call or whistle or let her know where I was. And she would come back out and look to where the last time I was. And if she see me, she'd go hunt again. Or I'd walk with her a little bit. And when she went in, I had to stand there. I couldn't move along with her because... If she lost me, lost sight of me, she'd panic and, and she could run the other way and I couldn't call her back. And that yeah, really, really upset me. And I remember the last time I took her, she was in this thick stuff and 
and I didn't want to move along with her. And she finally got real quiet. And I thought, okay, she's pointing a bird and she can't hear me say, get it or anything. Uh, the bird must've got nervous because it did go up and it was about 40 yards away. And I did get the bird and she, she got the pheasant, she grabbed it and brought it back to me. But I, I thought then, oh, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm too nervous about losing Ron's dog. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I, that's know. tough yeah. Uh, when they get to that age. And, After, you know, I, I can tell from experience, too, because the, the, my dog's eyes, her ears were okay. I mean, she got to a point where she didn't want to listen. <laughs> which was probably at year two. But anyways, I was say, uh, the eyes, it sounds like a pretty smart dog to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the eyes you could see starting to glaze over and stuff. And, and you know, that she wasn't seeing very well. And when, when that happens, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's Quality tough to of life see, right? goes. Yeah. See, if yeah, there, was, if there was two of us, one could stand there where, where you were sure, and yeah. Missy went out of sight. The other guy could follow along or go around the end. And then if she came out that end fine, she'd see one of us. But if she didn't, she would come back to where she last saw you. So, yeah, I had no problem going with them, but I didn't want to take her on my own anymore. I just got too nervous. So we fought to I stay on the, the same ship. I heard a really interesting thing in that whole conversation, too. You, you just became your son there for a minute or two. You know that, right? I just what? Sorry. Became your son. <laughs> oh, uh, I like for, where this is going. Do do yeah. explain, Bill. <laughs> when, when you told a part of that story, when that dog was on point and he kicked that bird up, and of course we shot that bird. Uh, it, was, it was 40 plus yards away. And I mean, of, of course I shot that bird. It's not to sound cocky or arrogant or anything. Uh, of course we dropped that bird. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot the part. He was by himself. <laughs> yeah. And, Birds to me, uh, pheasants and grouse are not difficult birds. Um, uh, now, not to in, sound cocky or arrogant or anything. In, in thick cover, <laughs> like in in a in a hardwoods and thick cover, tweet trees around, grapevines. Yeah, you know you don't even see all the flushes on a grouse, and all you do is hear them. And, and if you do see them, they might be for a split second. But for most part, we hunted pheasants in like in open areas, like cut cornfields with with those standing swales and stuff so they always went up into the air in the open no trees nothing around so we always had really good luck hitting pheasants and and you got two shots so and you I got mean, two shots yeah, <laughs> yeah. not yeah. that you ever need to use two <laughs> shots now to try and find birds like that today and, and no nope. find that number of grouse today no that's that's a, yeah. the sad part too i wish that's part of it that I wish that we were able to, to you know, you and Todd and I were able to do those plentiful hunts where we could just go and there's plenty of birds around and there's not an you know, the opportunity is there to get a limit, but it just doesn't exist anymore. No, see, there's, there's grow. And I know they talk about, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but they talk about the grouse up North, right. And being stupid. And they go hunting with 22s and they got to go kick them out of snow banks and kick them up in the air to shoot them and, and stuff. And so they're, they're plentiful in that respect, but down around here when I, I I've shot grouse and it, it's a different ball game. I, I, I never knew grouse to be dumb or stupid up here. You really got to hunt them hard to find them. And we have a woods that I've shared this lots, but we have a woods where we go rabbit hunting. And then we, there was this little finger and it always held a couple grouse and we would take turns each year so that we didn't decimate. Cause there's not many around and we'd shoot one and that's that. Okay. We shot one. 
that that's it. Now leave the rest so that next year, so it's dad's turn this year. And then the next year, okay, now it's my turn. And, and the one I have on my wall came from that. My first gross came from that little finger. And so that's what we did, but they were wary. I mean, I, I remember you had to go through the thick crap to, to flush them and not yeah, having a dog. And yeah. And then well, like one almost took dad's head off. I remember I was going through, we were, we finished rabbit hunting because the rabbits got scarce in this finger, but that's where the gross were. There was some pines, thick pines and the snow had come down and pushed down the branches on this pine tree and made like a, a, a hollow underneath it. And so I climbed over the, this log and, and dad, whoever's turn it was to shoot would walk the field edge and about 15 yards out in the field along the edge of these pines. And the other would be in the middle of this finger, kicking the inside of the pines, trying to push it out. Cause they'd cut the corner. It was like an L shape and they'd cut that field to get into the other bush where we came from. And so I remember I was, I was coming through and pushing the snow and I just got over this log that was hip high. I had to climb up and over it and drop down and all of a sudden on the, on the ground below this snow bank and snow's falling. I'm going, what the heck is this thing? And all of a sudden this gross comes flying out of there like a rocket and goes right. And I'm yelling, dad, dad, dad. And it almost took his head off. He had to put his gun up and lean back like the matrix to let this thing go right by his nose turned around and shot it after it went past him yeah it was awesome and oh i remember that that story i can believe because it was your dad on the gun (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i told it so would you really believe like maybe it was me out in that field (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe you took two shots and missed and said dad i'm out of ammo ammo." the the big feet was climbing over that log which dad wouldn't have done and then finding yeah, that gross. I mean, that was the, I mean, shooting it was the easy part. I mean, not to sound <laughs> cocky or arrogant or anything, but I, yeah. I found that gross. That was the easy part. You're putting it, you put it in the right spot. It's like a quarterback throwing the yeah. ball and the receiver taking said, all the credit. Don't shoot it at six o'clock. Hit it at 12 after it goes by you. It's going to come right by you. I, I, yeah, I choreographed it. Save some meat. <laughs> Save the meat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, <laughs> speaking of that, you one you didn't send me the picture of the woodcock, but I did see it mounted on the board. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful, Dave might listen to this. <laughs> and that, that that's the funniest mount I've ever seen in my life. It's cool, <laughs> isn't it? That's a conversation piece. <laughs> yeah, it's Again, on the wall behind I've me seen, right now. I've seen a lot of interesting mounts, and and that one there, I tell you, is is one of the ones that takes a cake. Here. <laughs> that's a miracle, as Dave said. Yeah. That's a miracle. Yeah, it's in the shape of an angel. It's good to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could put that on be... top of your Christmas tree yeah. next year. That's for sure. <laughs> no, you could. <laughs> that's a miracle. That board, oh. that bird's on a board. Board. It should be in the garbage. That's a miracle. Yeah, man. Well, <laughs> congratulations on your miracle. That's for sure. <laughs> it don't happen often. <laughs> well, so yeah, it, I guess the only season that we got coming up is there a late goose season? But I don't know if we get a chance for that uh, one. I don't it, see many it, birds. But no, I think it's done for us here because we have Sunday gun hunting. Um, duck is yeah. open. I think till the ninth or tenth. I'm not quite sure, but I'm. I don't think I'm going to get out. I, I don't think I got time. I wish. <laughs> But. So what I'm going to have to do then is uh, arrange a weekend and come down and do some rabbit hunting. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I we got, we got right now, I was just thinking that and, and we got the right amount of snow right yeah. now and dad's got his cleats. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to bring a, a crowbar or something to get all the stuff off the bottom of his boots when he's, he's done walking. <laughs> the but, rabbits, if he steps on them, if he pushes the bush yeah. too much. He saves ammo that way, I guess. <laughs> well, I started to say earlier, I wore them over, but there wasn't that much icing on the sidewalks. I could have walked around it, so I'm going to take them off to go home. Yeah, you know, I did wear them well, over. They're easy to walk in. No house Todd's floors. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> He's taking up tap dancing. But yeah, no, I'm anxious to get out and do some rabbit hunting with you guys. I've heard all kinds of good stories about the, the how plentiful they are down there, and I've only shot two rabbits in my entire life, and the first one I. But how many have you shot at? Two. <laughs> Good answer, Bill. Good answer. Yeah. He, he was setting you up there. <laughs> Come on, I'm the almost guy. So, I shot. Uh, I shot one on a goose hunt because that was the way I goose hunt. I, I, I shoot rabbits when I goose hunt. You're looking in the wrong direction, Bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I brought meat home. I didn't bring goose meat home. I brought rabbit home. And uh, I shot one of my very first year deer hunting up in Minden. I was back way back in the woods with my, with my dad. And uh, I don't know if I've told the story in the podcast or not before, but I hit everything but the head and there I hit it from probably five yards with a 12 gauge and there was nothing left, <laughs> left of that I, we couldn't do anything besides say our prayers and thank the animal for what it did for us and and put it in the bush because I hate to say that we wasted it but there was nothing left to save on that animal I tell you and that was the uh, that only two the second rabbit that I shot I hit it right in the head because I learned my lesson from the first one. You know, it was on the run at probably 60 yards. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. It was doing about 45 kilometers an hour. That's that's one, for our American viewers, about 33 miles an hour. And yeah. <laughs> at 60 one, yards. One shot. Hit him right in the noodle. Not a single uh, pellet in the body. There was nothing there. And we brought that thing home. And the uh, best rabbit stew I have ever had in my entire life. The only rabbit stew wife. you've ever had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can say that was the only rabbit stew I ever had. But my wife is very convinced that if I shoot a rabbit, I need to tan its hide. Oh, ah, there you go. Well, so, now I think you can go home with three or four. <laughs> then I can then I can make the tanning process worthwhile, I tell you. Mittens. Mittens. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what she's hoping at. for. It's <laughs> open for a, a, a one of those muffs that you put your hand in, you know, when you deer hunt uh, those uh, those pocket things, rabbit lines. I don't know, but so uh, to do that, I need to get a couple of rabbits. Yeah, you got to come down. Absolutely. Sure. I, I was out one day, and I'm pretty sure I put one down from concussion. And, oh yeah, yeah. They, they were sitting tight. I don't know why. This day they were just sitting tight. They were flushing like five, six feet in front of me, and they go out maybe like a left or a right turn and I just swing the gun in front and try to shoot them in the head each time and so far I was rolling them over and and shooting them in the head didn't mess them up and I had two come out right in front of me I stepped on this over like covered with snow these weeds that have pushed over and I stepped on it and there was two huddled in there and they blasted out straight away from me side by side they were touching it looked like one the right one wanted to go left the left one wanted to go right and they were they were tight right together and they were going straight. I brought the gun right up. I thought, I'm going to get a pair here. I brought the gun right up from the back when I went between the ears of them. It's pulled, punched off. One fell over dead and the other kept going. I could not believe that they were touching that close and I only got one. 
and I shot right between the, the left ear on the one and the right ear on the other so that I'd hit him in the head and but only one fell. I thought, oh, well, at least I got one. And then I walked a little further, and another one did the same thing, only a single. It runs straight away from me. I brought the gun up. I went right up its back, right between the ears, pulled the trigger up, pulled the trigger, bam. And front legs went straight out, back legs straight out behind, and he just flattened and slid on his stomach right there. I thought, oh, that was a beautiful headshot. I injected the shell. I put another one in the chamber, closed the gun up, put safety on. I walked up. I bent over to pick it up by the ears, and it jumped up and took right off. <laughs> and I figured it was just a concussion of the gun. The just, wad knocked him out. Yeah, or the. Yeah. I, 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 my hand was all set to grab it by the ears and pick, and boom, up, boom, gone. And I, I was so shocked, I just stood there and watched him run. Did you get yourself a new pair of underwear at that point uh, yeah, in time? Well, yeah, yeah, no kidding. And I, <laughs> that scared the liver out of me, but I thought, okay, I must have been too far in front of him. I must have been too high between the ears because it was probably just a concussion just flattened him right there. And but no, he jumped up and took off, and I never even thought to shoot him a second time. But gone. Yep. You used to have so much fun hunting rabbits. Oh, it's so my fun, favorite thing to do. I love hunting rabbits. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I got, uh, I told you, I got these new pair of Carhartt style uh, pants that are burrs aren't going to stick to this year. And I got, uh, uh, I don't know if I have a, a, the right jacket for it, but I'm excited to go for, for a walk in the bush and just see what, what I can kick up right in, in, in a spot, maybe with some rabbits. So Yeah. Well, come on down. Come on we'll definitely down. Definitely be looking for that. So yeah, it'll be a good opportunity to get there and do some do some hunting with you guys too. Agreed. Yeah, we'll have to have to get a hunt set up, get it ready for you. Yeah, let me know when, and totally. I'll be there. Don't know how much trap shooting I'm going to be doing now with this. Uh, whether the clubs are going to close, so my my weekends. Yeah, I don't know what working on the Volkswagen and uh, hunting rabbits. Yeah, I think that's that's what I'll be doing. I don't know how that's going to affect us. We haven't heard anything. Our Wednesday night shoot and our uh, iron clubs. I don't know what it's going to do. So we'll have to hold tight and see. I know it's affected everything else. It's closing down restaurants and only five in a room and that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah forget we'll it. Let's see. go rabbit hunting. Done deal. Let's go rabbit hunting. I'm in. Well, Sounds that's good to great, me. gentlemen. I don't know where we go from here. If we end it for for this week, or yeah, I think it was a good convo. Yeah, yeah, me too. Now you got so, me all fired up to go go on rabbit hunting. Yeah, I gotta go so get a that's dog. The and... whole point of this podcast, right, is to get people understanding that there's more than just deer hunting out there, and we can have fun just being in the bush and, and hanging out yeah. with each other, telling stories, and yeah. those stories come with experiences. And to get those experiences, you gotta get out there and do it. Jen heard me. She's looking down, saying, "You want a dog?" With excitement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a purpose-built dog. I don't know what the hand or through the neck thing symbolizes. Uh, a constant, like, back and forth, back and forth, looking at me going, dog, 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 and slicing her neck like symbology. But I think that means she wants a GSP. I think that means you're sleeping on the couch tonight. I think that's what that means. Again. Well, <laughs> still. We have family together. It was a highlight because we have birthdays during the, the like Todd's is in December. My daughter's is in January. We, we get together for Christmas Eve. We get together for Christmas. We get together for Boxing Day. We get together and go out for dinner for the two birthdays. Like we've had some great family eat outs and some great family meals and my wife and I were coming home the other night and said, you know what? It's all over now. It's just we'll get everything put away and cleaned up. And boy, we really were busy. We had a great season. She opened the mailbox and, and here's this letter 
all dressed in colors, markers and everything. <laughs> my youngest, my youngest granddaughter, Todd's youngest daughter, had wrote us this letter about how much fun she had at our house and she loved coming over and and uh, the best grandparents. I ever. didn't even get to read that. All I know uh, is I had to keep spelling big words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just spelled birthday. Yeah, my wife opened it. She says, "You got to go read the letter on the counter." So I went. I thought, "Oh, this looks like it's from Avery. It's used every color marker for every individual letter, I think." And uh, yeah, it was a really neat letter. So it was kind of a highlight to the season. Yeah, I, I forgot we, we dropped that off. Yeah, yeah. I, guess, yeah. I guess we had a good time. I guess we had. And there's some and there's the other thing we're all about: old school morals and values, and raising them right. That's yeah. yeah. Amen. Yep. Good deal. Well, right. gentlemen, thanks for a good conversation tonight. Yep. yep. Appreciate it, Bill. You Have a good care. one. We'll talk to you. Bye bye. Take care. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy, Tom. And I'm Todd. And thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.